You know, we all have experiences and things that have happened to us that have shaped our beliefs about pricing or whether or not we think we can get paid a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. And these are our money stories. So the experiences and the things that happen to you shape what you think. Mm. And what you think shapes how you act. And how you act shapes your experiences and then the outcomes, which reinforce your beliefs. And, you know, sometimes you've been in the loop so long mm. and you've believed your stories for so long that they seem like they're true, like they're almost a fact. Being a circus boss is all about being confident on and off stage. It's about you living more of those powerful moments when time stands still and your audience is captivated and connected and everything feels right in the world. Welcome to the Circus Boss Podcast. This is the space where we talk about all things business and marketing related to circus so you can make those big dreams happen. We're your co-hosts, Brock and Eileen, and we help circus performers and producers manage your business with ease so you can spend more time on the flying trapeze. So if you're a circus boss that's ready for more, hit subscribe and join us every week. Your audience awaits. In this episode, we're talking about your relationship to your rates. Now, in previous episodes and in our Circus Freelancer Gig Pay Guide, we talked about how to set your rates, but we realized we haven't really talked about the mindset behind your rates and how your money stories and relationship to money affects your ability to set a rate that you deserve. So whether you are setting your own rates or you're accepting work based on rates that other people set, we hope this deep dive into money mindset helps you see the connection between your inner stories and the worth and value that's reflected in mm, your rates. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And in our experience, almost everyone deserves to be paid more in this industry. Yep. And raising rates starts with recognizing the value of your art and your own value because you deserve to thrive. Yeah, let's rewrite that the concept of the starving artist mentality and let's make it the thriving artist mentality. Yeah. So before we dive into the episode, I just wanted to say hello and thank you for being here today. Whether you tune in every week or you follow us on social media or you found out about us on Circus Talk. Thank you for showing up. We wanted to talk about this today because... Like Brock said, we've been talking about pricing in the past couple of weeks. We've been talking about the sales process, but we keep finding that what comes up for circus professionals over and over again are fears or doubts about pricing and rates and performer pay. We keep hearing performers say that they don't feel confident with sales because they're worried about their price. Like, will clients pay their price? Mm. What if they set their rates too high and don't get the work? Or what if they lose the opportunity to someone else who's cheaper? And here's the deal. Like we mentioned in episode seven last week, that price is not the only deciding factor. So true. But all of these struggles around the sales process 
were still around price. And so we realized that maybe it was time to go deeper or at least try to go deeper <laughs> and ask, why are there so many doubts and hesitations about rates? Yeah, and I think the first step in exploring those doubts and those hesitations is to look at mindset. Like, why is mindset important? And why is it important to address your relationship to your rates? Mm, mm -hmm. Yes, and, you know, sometimes there can be this like us versus them mentality. Like I, I hear people complain about the rates that other people are offering them. But I just want to throw this out there. And yes, there are obviously people that hire other people. I know there's like people have different roles. You're a performer, you're a producer, you're, you know, a company owner, you're an agency. But I also just want to say there really is no them. We together create this industry it's us, you know, like we make up the industry and I really feel because of that, it's up to us to raise the rates and improve the working conditions. Absolutely. You know, and, and you can see this a lot coming out of the pandemic that I think people are starting to feel the same way and wanting to organize around this. And I am a big, you know, believer and advocate for the industry at large because we're only as strong as our weakest link, right? So gathering with others and having these discussions is really important. Yeah. And one of the things that really helped me get through the pandemic was listening to the panel discussions from Circus Talk. Mm -hmm. It was a really great way just to stay informed of what was going on and see where, you know, people are trying to gather resources and create new ideas of how to help the industry bounce back. Mm. Absolutely. And aside from the pandemic, which was a major trauma, I don't want to discount that. You know, we all have experiences and things that have happened to us that have shaped our beliefs about pricing or whether or not we think we can get paid a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. And these are our money stories. So the experiences and the things that happen to you shape what you think. Mm. And what you think shapes how you act and how you act shapes your experiences and then the outcomes which reinforce your beliefs so it just starts all over again it's basically right. a feedback loop right right it's like what is that the dog eating its tail exactly and you know sometimes you've been in the loop so long mm. and you've believed your stories for so long that they seem like they're true like they're almost a fact and negative stories and self-talk can be damaging, especially with your relationships, right? Like your relationship to money, your spending and your saving habits, even what you believe is financially possible for you. Mm. And those stories affect your relationship to other performers too. Like you might start to see other performers, other circus artists as competition, and you might start to believe that there's not a, enough work or enough money to go around. And those negative stories can affect your relationship to your clients, too. Like we talked about in the last episode, it can be easy to come across as desperate or pushy because your money story is affecting your pricing and that's coming through in your tone. Mm. So basically, if you don't do the mindset work, it's incredibly difficult to change your 
money habits or your behaviors. Right. It's like trying to put a Band-Aid on something and then put glitter on it. <laughs> right. Like if there's a if there's a problem, like a core belief that you don't feel worth a certain price, no matter how many calculators we give you to tell you what you should be charging, if we're not examining the the story beneath the, the Band-Aid, it's not going to change. Yeah. Basically, your mindset can be holding you back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And keeping you from setting a sustainable price and for going for the work that you actually want. Mm. Because if you want to be confident in your price, yes, you need to know your numbers, know your market, know your value, like we always say. Mm -hmm. And part of knowing your value is doing that mindset work too. Because without that, you don't have the full complete package. And you may end up doing work that doesn't align with you, or you'll just burn out trying to take more work. So those are some reasons why it's important to reflect on your relationship to your rates. And now let's talk about how to examine those fears and doubts to get at the underlying beliefs. So to create an abundance mindset, you have to recognize what limiting beliefs you might be holding on to. And then you have to examine them to see if they're actually true. And then you can transform them into a belief that helps you achieve your dreams and then picture your life with that new abundant mindset. But I'm a kinesthetic learner and I learned years ago that I can't just think my way through these changes. So we've created a framework, a process, a journey to take you through this transformation step by step. And then the more that you put into this type of work, the more seriously you take it, the more, you know, focus and intention you put into it, the more you will get out of it. I just want to say that. And Eileen's going to take you through an example of this in a moment. But if you discover limiting beliefs in any area of your life, you can use this formula to work through them. So first, name it. Name it. That's right. Recognize the limiting belief and where it came from. You know, was it something you experienced or something someone said to you? And then examine it. Examine it. I'm like the backup dancer over here. <laughs> <laughs> is it actually true? And a great way to test that is to see if you can find examples of it not being mm, true. Right, right. And then you want to transform it. Transform it. Rewrite the belief the way you want it to be, the way that serves you. Hmm. And then visualize it. Visualize it. Picture your life with this new abundant mindset and be sure to add emotion to the visualization part of it. Right. So let's walk through an example of how to do this. So you might not have enough time to answer all the questions I'm about to ask you, but I just wanted to walk you through an example so that you can see the framework in action. And this is actually one of the exercises that's in our membership. When people are first starting out, we have the design phase where they're thinking about their vision. If you're starting a new project or a new business, like going through this process, we take people through the abundance mindset and we have other exercises too. So that's what this is an example of. So we're going to look at exploring your relationship to the worth of your performance. So like, how much do you feel your performance is worth? Because this is the one that comes up so much when we are talking about setting your rates. We can help you see the math and what people in the market are charging. And I still see people say, I don't feel like what I'm doing is worth that amount. Yep. So 
what we're going to do here is you want to find a starting point of a rate that you would get paid per show or event. So if you do contract work or ongoing work, see if you can divide the amount you get paid into a per show rate just for this exercise. And I'm going to read these rates out one by one. And I want you to have a one word response in your head about how you would feel getting paid for each of the rates I'm going to read to you. And we're talking about your take home pay that goes to just you, not like your business expenses and your taxes and all of that other stuff. This is just your worth. Okay. So $50 a show, $100 a show, $250 a show, $500 a show, $800 a show, $1,000 a show, $1,500 a show, $2,000 a show, $3,000 a show. So now we're going into the name it part. And I'm going to ask, was there a rate that you didn't feel worthy of? And if so, you're going to use that rate for all of the questions in this exercise. So I'm asking, can you figure out why you believe you're not worth this rate? And I'm not talking about external factors like market rates. Again, we're just looking at your beliefs. Why do you believe you are not worth this rate? And then do you know where this belief came from? And then we're going to examine it. So this is where you ask, is it true that you don't deserve to be paid this amount? And can you find examples of other things that cost this amount? And then compare. This is part of examining. Are you worth more than the things you listed that were at that same rate? Mm. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to go into transform it. And this is where we're going to rewrite the story. So... How much are you worth per show? And how do you feel about when you are paid what you are worth per show? And how does it feel when people offer you a rate higher than what you think you are worth? And then you would visualize it. So this is where we flip the story and describe a reality where you and everyone else knows your worth. So how do you describe your worth to others? How do other people describe your worth? And how does it feel to confidently ask for a rate that you are worthy of? So that's hours and hours of deliberation right there that I just went through in a couple of minutes. I don't expect you to have gone through this whole process, but I just wanted to show you how you can kind of create this framework for yourself and, and take yourself through this process of name it. So like recognizing it, examine it, transform it, and then visualize it. I hope that everyone listening goes through that exercise. That's so powerful. It is. And, you know, like the reason I came up with this framework was because I was I was examining a limiting belief that I had related to people that had wealth. And I realized that I had negative stories when I looked at other people that were extremely wealthy. And then I went through this process and I was like, wait, where did that where did that come from? Why do I believe that? And then like, is it true that all people that have wealth are going to make bad choices with their money or make choices with their money that I don't align with. And then I went through, I'm like, well, what about if I have that wealth, I would make different choices with my money. So being wealthy isn't bad. 
It's just I'm looking at other people's choices that are different than my choices, you know, and I, and I it's like it was a big realization for me. So then I transformed it and I visualized when I make that amount of money, what I would be doing with my money, what my life would be like, who I would be able to support and help and what causes I would be able to support and help, you know, like going through that process is what helped us create this framework. That's so beautiful. It's important, too. It really is because you know, low pricing can really be a reflection of low self-worth that's going on inside. And it, I just want to say it's not your fault because one of the other things we talk about in our abundance mindset lesson is where these came from a lot of times are from stories that people told you, whether it's your parents or teachers or family or friends or the society at large. They a lot of times are superimposed on you. I don't think a baby is born with these limiting beliefs. I think we learn them through life. So I don't want anyone to feel guilty about any of these stories that you have. If you are dealing with any of these, because you know what? Everybody deals with these. Everybody. So we hope this exercise has been helpful and empowering for you. And just know this isn't something that you do in one day and then bam, suddenly have a different mindset. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a lifetime of work. Yes. And it's about making small steps to start to shift how you see what you do and the value you provide in what you do. And I just want to remind you that it's important to address your relationship to your rates, especially if you find yourself talking or thinking negatively about Mm. your price or about money, because that affects so many different aspects of your life and your career as a circus artist. Mm -hmm. And there are absolutely things you can do to shift your mindset and money stories. We gave you a great exercise right here in this podcast to start to flip the script, to identify and transform those beliefs about pricing and about money that aren't serving you. Mm, This is such important work. And I just want to say thank you for staying all the way till the end and really going on this journey with us. And we're asking if you're finding value in our podcast, we'd really be honored for those five shiny stars and your thoughts in a review of how our podcast is helping you. And if you're really driving on this and you want to keep the conversation going, like if you're really enjoying this money mindset stuff and you don't really have anyone to talk about it with, we invite you to join our Facebook group. We have a Circus Boss community on Facebook group. You can find us at circusboss.com slash community. And we'd love to hear from you and hear how this work is going, what you think about this work, and if it's been helpful. Thanks so much. We'll see you on the next one. Keep being a circus boss.